Hello and welcome to Dice Punks, a tabletop role-playing podcast where we focus on playing full campaigns in less well-known systems. This week in episode 38, Leorian uses his gifts, hopefully for good, while Romnet and Mavia try to resolve matters of the realm. Hello and welcome. I'm Adam, your friendly neighborhood game master, and joining me are... Hey, I'm Drew. I'll be playing Leorian Qatar, uh, V-Count of Tempo. I've been informed I'm using my powers. I sure hope for good. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Robin, and I'll be playing Mavia, mostly, Lissa, likely? I'm Dez, and I will be playing Romnet, prophet of the New Orthodox Church of Mott and Duke of Murder, and also, recently, I'm the Baron of Sacrifice. Let's briefly uh, get a recap of last time, courtesy of Romnet. We, Mavia, Leorian, and I, returned to Fermata from the Godswood. The statues upon our arrival displayed us in visages of distressing consumption. We then, Wesley Orion, headed toward the manifestation. In the heart, Devine was suspended over the well by her feet, which were held within a stalactite, clearly not natural in its formation, and a large, willowy, beefy acolyte emerged from the well, and we immediately dubbed him Timothy. Rep. Timothy related that Avine had attempted to expel both the Lightwork successfully and the Acolytes less successfully from Fermata, and that the Acolytes took this somewhat personally. It was allegedly at my written orders. We have discovered, though, that I don't really use correspondence much. And I don't write when I can just walk over and have a meeting. It seemed expected by Rep. Timothy as the representative for the Acolytes at large that I would pass summary judgment leading to summary execution, and I did not. She was woken and seemed relieved to not be about to be cast into the well, where what hap would happen would happen. But she was not exactly thrilled to see me, for reasons that I had no clue about, because, well, from my perspective, she was the typical. She mentioned that she had been acting on correspondent orders from me, and that led to thoughts of Asha. After I refused to summarily cast her into the well, it was encouraged, once we figured out what was actually going on, that she leave her post and Fermata and travel to Caliban. Mavia and the Obsidian God 
have a colloquy in which it was apparently decided that Mabia should be more herself, and this resulted in an expansion of my portfolio to include sacrifice. Meanwhile, Evine apparently had a bit of a chat with Leorian, who tried unsuccessfully to recruit her, and she was intent upon figuring out the actual happenings and story behind the correspondence giving her false and misleading orders masking as me. We, the divinities, reassembled at the manor, and we're in the midst of refreshing ourselves and talking to Rep. Timothy, when Alona burst in and demanded our assistance with Evine, who had apparently broken into my house. We found her in my office, with her hand over her eye, and a quill pen through her hand. I destroyed the murder in progress, and slowly we discovered that the pen was a remnant the rage left over at an apparently less-than-willing sacrifice, one of the hundred eternal deaths that resulted in the creation of the Chancellor Fermata. We destroyed the, the bane, for that is what we discovered it to be, and set about our, our merry way. Uh, Leorian well, I took my leave, and Mavia followed me, and set, set about to the manifestation to ensure that Asho was released as well, having been similarly misguided by the same Bane who wrote in my hand. While Leorian sought to use his perfect timing to join us, he instead found himself outside a large house in the riotous city. The door fell open at his approach. Indeed. Thank you for that recap. Um, I think the only thing that uh, we left out, and it is my fault because I neglected to highlight it when I was doing my out-of-session kind of did we miss anything, is that Romnut had a really hard time getting a cup of coffee I hope that was... came through in this recap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having done that recap, I think you've more than earned yourself your customary bonus XP roll. Good to know that it's earned. <laughs> uh, that is... Three sixes and a pair of ones. Well, let's increment that uh, 666 count. And you get one XP. Uh, this one, I suppose, is uh, black nickel plated. <laughs> Romnet and Mavia heading out from the manifestation with Asha, getting him home safely. That is where we sort of remember them being in progress. But of course, where we have to start this one 
is with Leorian on the threshold of this seemingly abandoned, like modest mansion in a relatively deserted part of the riotous city. You have found yourself arriving here apparently right on time as the door silently falls ajar slightly after you've stood there for a couple beats. I stand there for what I assume is exactly the correct number of beats. <laughs> and then I tap the ajar door the precisely correct number of times and say, someone there? There is a very slight echo uh, near in the house as you call out, but no other sign of anything moving or making noise inside the house. You note that you tapped six times lightly and rapidly. I wait six beats and I enter. You walk in. The house is very empty. No carpets, no furniture, no people. Not even really like spiders or cobwebs. Just obsidian. A little bit of wood accent here and there. The only thing that is furnishing the house is a profusion of oil lamps. They are set about six inches apart at about head height on walls on either side, leading into the kind of the main hallway and up the stairs at the back of the hallway that leads to the second floor of this house, uh, where you can see light coming around doorways that lead off from the hallway. There seem to be lamps burning in there as well. Just from where you're standing, you can likely see 70 or more lamps. All lit. And from what I can see, no room seems any more or less lit than any other. Everything is, it's oil lamps the whole way down. Seems like uh, you're, you know, mostly perpendicular to the uh, rooms off of this hallway. So, uh, you know, you, you have limited insight. Are these lamps ordinary in the site? Are they just oil lamps or... Do they seem to be something more? Ooh. Uh, they are just oil lamps, but when you activate the site, the lamps themselves, totally ordinary through the site. Um, let's get... I, I think this is uh, going to be a sense plus scrutinize for you since you are kind of like looking at them with purpose. Uh, sure. That's going to be six dice for you. Uh, but okay. we are going to say that you have a, a minimum height to succeed of four. Okay. That is <laughs> no good because we have three threes. Yeah, you, you have that thing where you're like, you really expect there to be something to see here. But Sight, no sight. You get like a prickling on the back of your neck, but, you know, who doesn't get that from abandoned houses, right? Like, especially, especially ones with, with mysterious yeah. lamps. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot to see here. Okay. Um, I proceed into the next room, the room most directly in front of me. Okay, well, so you've got two doors opening off of I'll the hallway I'll on your that. left, yeah. three on the right, and then you can go to the second floor by going straight. Yeah, let's do the second floor. Okay. 
as you walk past, these doors are not fully open. These doorways all have doors in them, and all the doors are varying levels of a jar, and it does look like there are just similarly lit rooms with the uniform spacing and height of lamps uh, all the way around. And as you get to the stairs, you walk up. You have to stay to the middle of the stairs to avoid like getting too close to an open flame uh, You know, on either side as you go up to the landing, turn back around, come up towards the front of the house and the second floor is one large room and a couple of uh windows set relatively high into the opposite wall overlooking the street and it has two rows of lamps one at around your the height of your eyes one at around the height of your hips uh all evenly spaced though offset slightly it is a little dizzying and very bright and pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. Can I do another sense roll, but can I just listen to see if I can hear anyone at all stirring mm. in this house? Yes, you may. Uh, so for you, sense plus hearing is seven plus a master die. Okay. I hopefully get something out of this. Is there a difficulty on this too? You won't know if there is or isn't. That's fair enough. Drop to die. Here we go. Okay, with the master die, that's going to be uh, four or fives. Okay. You strain your ears for a moment, listening. You notice two things. You can't hear anything from the street. And it was relatively empty and quiet for the riotous city, but like, Surely you should be able to hear something. It's a whole city made of obsidian. It's not like the acoustics are <laughs> dampening the noise. But you also aren't hearing any of the sounds that you would associate with literally hundreds of oil lamps burning all at once. Sure. Sure, the house, like, isn't getting a strong draft. Dra Sure, the house isn't getting a strong draft, but, like, one of them should run out of oil if nobody's been here, or they should be guttering a little bit in the eddies made by all the heat or something. But there is absolutely no sound other than your own breathing, heartbeat, footfalls. I perform a ghost miracle, and I make one oil lamp the one the one that i could reach up and touch most most readily if i were to do so which i don't because oil lamp uh i make it burn out unnatural fast you watch it for a moment your ghost miracle takes hold and the flame doesn't flare and use all of the oil at once it simply physics act on it faster you watch the flame flicker quickly it goes out at the moment it goes out Every oil lamp in the house goes out. Roll me sense plus eerie. Six dice. Can do. A little bit of advice. Roll yeah. high. Sure. I mean, thanks. You know what? I'm mixing up which dice are involved. These have been treating me yeah. okay, but this seems important. Yeah. All right, do a go. superstitious roll before you roll. Figure out which dice are being kind. <laughs> One die ran away, so yeah, it, it lost the audition. Okay, here we go. Um, Don't die. It didn't want to be in this creepy house. <laughs> <laughs> it just noped out. Yeah. 
Okay, that'll do. Uh, six, six, six. Yes. Marvelous. I must make a note of this. All right. It's weird that I rolled triple all three times ascending. I've been working up to this. God damn it. All right. Okay. All of the lamps go out at once. And this is for Mata. It's dark. But of course, there's always like that silver limning around everything. Mm -hmm. Not inside this house. You can't even see it out of the window. The darkness is perfect, absolute, astonishing. Your heart beats faster in your chest, and you're very aware of it, as you are the Viscount of Tempo. <laughs> um, uh, you feel physically the darkness pressing in on you, pressing hard at your back. You know this is nonsensical. You shouldn't be able to feel the absence of light exerting a pressure on you. As it does, your heart speeds up a little more. Your body wants to panic. But you are keeping it at bay thanks to your divine nature. You can ground yourself in your connection to your shard of your imperator. You can take a little bit of solace in this particular version of nothing. And you can keep this rising tide of animal panic at bay, but you don't know for how long. Yeah, I say to myself, uh, I, I accept this gift of knowledge on the nature of nothingness, this, this knowledge that darkness and nothingness are indeed quite different, which a layman may not understand. I accept. I accept this gift. Gift. And upon saying the word gift enough times, I extract the glowing boon that I was given, that I've been hiding so as not to offend the denizens of Ramada from my pocket. When you pull the glowing boon from Celiand out of your pocket, you don't hear anything. It remains as quiet as it has been. But you don't limit yourself to just five senses these days. And there is a reverberation sort of through the mythic aspect of reality in this house that could really only be described as a shriek, even though it's not making any noise. For your part, you're a little distracted. You are looking at this glowing boon with intense relief. As the darkness is pushed back, you could feel the tingle of adrenaline still suffusing your body. But it grounds you. You can see the floor, the walls, the shapes of the lamps glinting dully in the light from your boon. And you know that as long as you have a little bit of light in this place, you'll be okay. You dread when it is gone, though. Give me a... Mm, unconventionally... Sense plus knowledge. Five dice. Hmm. Okay. Selecting my dice carefully here. That is two eights. You stop short a little bit as you sort of recover from this harrowing experience. And you examine your feeling of relief, your trepidation. And... There's something a little absurd about it. 
you've even as a child not really been afraid of the dark it's you know unnerving to not be able to see anything you know but you were always too curious for that where is this coming from it's it's not coming from you If I listen with my senses, which exceed the five with which our listeners might be most familiar, can I sense anyone else in the room or in the house with me? You know, has the has the presence or absence or the the absence of a presence changed since I started fiddling with the light? Roll a sense plus scrutinize six dice. Thank you for letting me use the sense of a character in the group that finally has a bunch of sensibilities. Um, hey, I don't now. think it's super thin on the ground, but this is definitely the yeah, Ramit, highest. Ramit totally does. That is very true. That is very mm-hmm. true. Uh, two fives. Okay. You realize why you didn't sense it before, but now that you're looking at it from a different set of expectations, there isn't something in the house with you it is the house had you been standing on the street when you looked initially you might have seen it but you are already in the belly of the beast so to speak this house has some sort of will and you're pretty sure it's malevolent given what just happened i uh I call out to the house. I say, uh, well, uh, my apologies if I've offended you. I was uh, terrified. It's probably the correct word. Uh, can you speak? And if so, may we speak? You hear a faint whoosh from downstairs that gets rapidly louder as a glow suffuses the bottom steps. And the lamps explode. One after the other coming up the stairs towards you. The entire thing is on fire. <laughs> you don't have much time. I was going to make a Ghostbusters joke, but that took a turn away from <laughs> busting ghosts. <laughs> I am afraid of one house. Um, okay, are the stairs currently clear? Is there is there a path to get out? Not at all. Uh, is this there appears a banister? to have yeah. started by the door that you came in gotcha. through and gotcha. gone in a wave back toward the stairs, up the stairs, and now it is coming <sighs> into the room. Understood. I was hoping I'd heard that wrong. Are there windows? Yes, in the there room are a number of uh, windows set high in the wall over the street. Stop okay. throwing cinnamon buns out the windows. As Wesley once said, (laughs) death first. (laughs) So, yeah, I find, uh, are these windows barred or anything? Or does it look like I could get one open pretty easily? All right. They've got, well, they're not barred. They've got four panes of glass uh, held together by wood, uh, you know, in them each. They don't appear to open. They appear to be fixed. Sure. As I as I run toward one, I extract uh, my lure and I prepare to blow out the window <laughs> with it. <laughs> All right. The walls, the windows. <laughs> <laughs> as the poet once said. <laughs> oh. The gifts are bounteous. This session. <laughs> 
So I guess this is a combat role, even though I'm, I'm fighting an inanimate object. I'm looking to cause yes. destruction. Yeah. Uh, you will uh, use uh, your your musical combat skills. Uh, so uh, you've got your um, coordination role, uh, I think, uh, there. Although I don't see the number for the... That gets replaced by a command oh, plus perform, perform but correct. with the misplaced confidence penalty, right? Yes, so I've got a yes, difficulty yes. of at least three, depending on the situation. I think is how that works. Yeah, thank you for uh, reminding me of how we had laid that out on your sheet. Yes, you will have misplaced confidence, uh, but you will roll a seven plus expert die pool. I'll set the, the, <laughs> the beast has been good to me so far, so I'll set the expert die to six, and uh, I will uh, go ahead and roll. All right. Um, only because of the expert die, that is another six six six. Wow! Magnificent. Excellent. Are we already at three? To six of them. We're already at three. Uh. So yeah, you. Uh. <laughs> I mean, tell me the noise that this makes. <laughs> Um, if, you, if you've never heard a lure, I mean, it's a it's a it's an early brass uh, instrument. So, I mean, if you've if you could imagine a sousaphone that has come to kick your ass, uh, I think we can safely declare this though to be a diminished fifth. Oh, absolutely, no no question, no question. Uh, yes, that is the interval that is played. It is a diminished fifth, and the the sound is a combative brass. It is. A, a wind of ruin, but it is also a merry dude. <laughs> <laughs> the dirgeful dude. Uh, <laughs> the doleful dude. Doleful. Dirge, yeah. That's a good word yeah. for it. Dolorous dude. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you sound the, the dolorous dude. Uh, and the middle window bursts uh apart into the street uh with uh a terrible sound of, of glass and wood breaking um and would i be correct in assuming that you just hurl yourself through it uh i do i mean i guess i'm i'm using um like a like i suppose i'm using an aspect miracle to make sure i land that quite well um, yeah i, mean, I guess just you're yeah, I mean, a grace a graceful jump is one of the examples in the book of a of a, a level zero aspect miracle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, Your other option so would the, be to roll body plus athletics, which is two dice. So, sure. Let's <laughs> let's say I use the the basic level zero aspect miracle, but I do also roll that to see you know mm -hmm. just just how well this goes and just how graceful I am, which I weirdly am thinking about. Of course, not weird for this so character. Body plus athletics. True. Body plus athletics, for the record, is, is two dice, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, bad. No matches. <laughs> High nine, if that matters. So, you try to land gracefully, and you don't quite manage that, but you do manage to land in a way that does not hurt the lure. <laughs> so I'll take it. I'll or take the Leorian? Stuff. I, you know, mostly wound, wounds your pride. Maybe, you know, you'll be favoring the foot that you landed hardest on for a few minutes. 
but I lay down and I lay down and die of shame. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Ripley Orion, Goodbye. let's <laughs> jump on over to. Uh... <laughs> I uh, guess re- Drew has to make a new character sheet again. <laughs> yeah. We're That's gonna, it, I'm dead. We're going to try to get it down to every episode by the end of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spin the wheel of Drew's new characters. No, I am in fact alive, yeah. uh, though my pride is wounded, uh, and I uh, make a rude gesture at the house. Uh, you turn to make a rude gesture at the house, and as you do, the last of the lamps explode and a gout of flame licks out of the window that you just jumped through. It made a rude I, gesture I, I back. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, I, I run, yeah, mindful of my foot. Okay. So, Ramnet, Mavia, you've been um, accompanying Asha from the manifestation uh, back to his house in the riotous city. Um, last time this house appeared uh, in the uh, campaign, uh, it was uh, home to a distressing number of letters written in a handwriting indistinguishable from Romnet's, uh, begging, pleading with Asha for help uh, you know, and rescue from the nobilis of Mott. Um, it's, you know, been shut up for a little while now because Asha has been Detained. imprisoned. Uh, but as you are approaching Asha's house, there is uh, a shattering sound from down the street, and Leorian, clutching his lure, comes flying out of a second-story window, <laughs> lands somewhat awkwardly, but seems okay, turns around, makes a rude gesture to the house, which... Uh, with a, a, a whooshing sound, uh, lets a gout of flame out of the second story window. Uh, Asha has stopped and is staring. Uh, and momentarily, uh, Leorian turns and walks in your direction and then sees you. I'm going to look at this house with the sight. Looking at the house with the sight, well, there's a lot of uh, fire spirits in there now. Um, kind of, you know, crowding in and spilling out. Uh, but the house itself in the site has something of a familiar texture to it. Reminds you a little of the quill. The uh, So you'll have to jog my memory because I left a message for Romnut on his countertops some time ago. Is this I the house? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't remember what Mavia discovered when investigating the house in a different location. Uh, Fury, primarily. Lamps, no. But Fury, yes. Is this the house that I followed into at one point? No. Well, that's good, at least. Maybe? I turned to Ramit. And say, this is what I left you the message about, I assume, anyway. The one that you carved into my countertop. <laughs> yes, that message is the one to which I am referring. And people wonder why I d- don't do correspondence. <laughs> Asha is following this conversation with a 
little bit of bewilderment. Asha has been um, walking on the other side of Romnet from Mavia. <laughs> Why? But has now sort of <laughs> leaned around Romnet to sort of uh, goggle uh, at Mavia upon hearing carved in the counter. Is Rom or it, it is Mavia walking on her feet or her mm-hmm. dark tentacles? Yes. <laughs> the, yes, or uh, the dark tentacles uh, are are a thing that uh, Mavia now has back, uh, thanks to uh, you know Moth's uh, reward last session. Uh, but they uh, are must be sort of used purposefully, uh, you know. Now, which is to say, yes, she is using them, but they are not sort of the automatic, autonomic scurrying that they used to be. Uh, they are more deliberate, uh, limb-like, uh, you know, sort of, um, they're still kind of, uh, yeah. Moon shoes. Uh, <laughs> probably closer, actually, in how they affect your, your motion. Uh, and, and when you are not actively thinking about them, they sort of just, you know, trail cloak-like behind you. Cursed Heelys. <laughs> <laughs> Healy's from the darkest timeline. <laughs> Satan's hoverboard. <laughs> so, it is perhaps at about this point that uh, Leorian, you draw close enough to converse comfortably with your companions and their companion. So, it, uh, Pierce, that you found another thing like the quill. Uh, it would seem so. Uh, the quill may not have been an isolated case. Uh, that house is, if I may, and I do not mean to offend, uh, a bit of a jerk. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I snort. <laughs> and do I sense any octoritas from the fire spirits within? Uh, no. No, the fire spirits are without Octoritases. Uh, I will do a lesser destruction of Fury mm-hmm. on the fire spirits with the purpose of at least stilling them enough to be able to better see what the capital asks, what's going on within. Yeah, Um. to your surprise, they all wink out instantly. Uh, they were sustained by borrowed fury. And when you uh, do the, your lesser destruction, they just, they're gone. Okay. Can I, unless anyone else has something in mind, uh, I may do a major divination in fury mm-hmm. and see if I can divine yeah, for the sure. source uh, in more specific terms, because I think it fled for me last time, but the source of mm-hmm. the fury within the house. So the f- source of the fury within the house, um, you you have a better fix on it this time, um, not least because it has expended energy recently and can't really um, react as decisively or as quickly. Um, and it's relatively clear relatively quickly that... Um, the house is the source of the fury. The house is, in some sense, alive, um, and 
again reminds you of the quill it has a a fury on its own behalf but detached from what it used to be only the fury has survived and it has manifested in this house does does the house i ask with a le- lesser divination i should be able to do that with uh, correct? let's see that's a level two of sacrifice yeah. oh level two okay then it would be one div point mm-hmm. for it uh is the house a part of a sacrifice, or was it? Hmm. Well, I mean, you get the sense that perhaps the house itself, not so much. The the entity making the house, but yes, like the 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 house being like it is now, right? Is is the result of a sacrifice? One of those. Actually, I'll bring that out of okay. realm. Yeah, since I'm realm will do it. Realm. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is that that specific sacrifice that that created the chancel. Yep. Here we have another wayward piece of the enchanceling spirits. Indeed. Meaning that there are ninety-eight such objects uh, unaccounted <laughs> for. At most. At most. <laughs> just what is the what is what is around us right now in the riotous city are we is there residential area so it's got uh it, you got you romnet mavia asha rows of houses on either side um a few people further away although uh they are hurrying away from the you know place where a fire had started and then winked out <laughs> Both with my eyes and with the sight I scrutinize, the houses, the the paving stones, the shoes of the people who walk by suspiciously and scowl. There is a version of this where I sat down with like uh, an advanced Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide from the 1980s and a D100 and just rolled up random objects that would be in Fermata a hundred times. <laughs> a, where, a Where's Waldo of Mimics? <laughs> it's like those uh, horrible apps where you have to find hidden objects in a very close scene. <laughs> yeah, I spy with my little eye something furious. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably unproductively scrutinizing every object to see if it is also malevolent. Yeah, it is fascinating to see, like, you know, oh, hey, yeah, that there's the um, tutelary spirit of a shoe, you know, <laughs> but that's about all you get. So, how do we wish to destroy this one? How well? I, so I explained about the oil lamps and that that's what uh, ignited both, uh, both uh, you know, figuratively and literally this episode of uh, rather rude, inflaming. Hmm. D- so, I guess for my purposes here, how much of the whole experience do you relate at this point? Um, I pr- probably all of it, although rather quickly, sure. uh, uh, you know, so, you know, so I entered, there was a, pr- a preponderance, a profusion of oil lamps. Uh, the effect was rather upsetting. I made my way upstairs, extinguish one experimentally, whereupon horrible dread took me whereupon, well, and then I gesture at the, the flames. This seems to be the responsible entity for the light lord. Did they live here? 
Are you asking us? Yeah. Particularly since one of our number was rather attached <laughs> to mm -hmm. one of the light workers. Who? Who? <laughs> and rather not attached yeah. to one of the others. Uh, I kind of... Oh, Chad, we will never miss you. <laughs> Bad. Bad, excuse I me. I give Romnan an imperious stare, sensing that it was directed to me. And how do you I, suppose is... I would know that? I don't know if you can ask your other half. Would Lissa know? Did the did this was this this? I know it wasn't the same house that uh, certain cinnamon bun was yeeted out of the window because I was at a different location. Well, it it moves. Same house, take, different place? It would take Lissa looking at it to be able to tell whether it was, mm. you know, connected or identical or if there was a distinguishing feature. Um, but if Lissa were asked, she would know that um, the light word before they set up their camp near the plaza lived in their homes. You know, they lit a bunch of lamps and candles and stuff, but, but they didn't congregate in any one building in Fermata. They didn't have a big, bright, groovy crash pad. Uh, if I have not made it clear already, I do clarify that I was not uh, yeeted, but that I, I yote myself uh, in, uh, in while fleeing the flames. You flew under <laughs> your I own do. power? I do. <laughs> I defenestrated. I was not defenestrated. <laughs> if I were to consult my other, she would not be able to fix this problem the way I am. Do we imagine that uh, these uh, these uh, uh, malevolences are presenting a danger to the good people of of this city? I can only imagine that they are. Uh, given that we found the last one through the eye of the mayor, well, I, I suppose. Well, yeah, you make you make a persuasive argument. I suppose. I mean, uh, those who aren't directly connected to us are they hunting us and those we? It's a terrible thought. I shouldn't even. At that, I I step forward. Remind me what the octor toss was. That I sensed. Uh, the the value, mm -hmm. uh, like how strong it was, it was one. Okay. Yeah. Um. If uh, you both are done talking, I think I'm j going to go ahead and wipe this from the face of Fermata. It didn't wow. seem especially forthcoming with information, so I, I don't think I have an objection. Okay. I will do a lesser destruction of fury with one penetration. All right. Uh, and sure enough, there is a prolonged moment where you are in the process of destroying the fury in this place. And it is powerless to resist. You simply siphon it off into yourself and 
change it into your own endless well of fury, and it is no more. The house itself doesn't look different to mortal eyes, but probably even the most baseline human walking past the, the house would sense a change. There is less presence there. The window that uh, Leorian broke and jumped out of is no longer broken. There are no lamps inside. Uh, it is an ordinary house once again. That was uh, that was well done, my furious queen. I stretch my shoulders and pop my <laughs> neck casually. There is a brief pause, and Asha goes, I should probably be getting home, and just spins on his heel and walks a little bit stiffly up his steps, stops at the door, turns and regards Ramnet seriously, and goes, Thank you. And of course, Asha. gives you kind care. of a polite bow, not too deferential, but, you know, still... Uh, a little on the formal side and then says you as well and walks into his house uh, you think you can hear him sort of like uh, lean bonelessly into the back side of the door <laughs> before he walks further in <laughs> at this point you all find yourself standing on a relatively nondescript street in the riotous city you can hear the clamor from nearby streets uh, but this one, of course, mostly, uh, you know, living area. Now that, Leorian, you are no longer in the house, and the house is no longer supernaturally empowered to uh, psychologically torment people, um, you know, you can hear that as the riotous city, you know, the houses nearby have, you know, some boisterousness drifting out of them every once in a while. But uh, otherwise... You are more or less alone on this street, uh, the three of you. Well, I was uh, discussing this earlier with the other two, but I have a bloodstone ingot in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And I don't know of any forges in Boar. Therefore, before we depart. Mm -hmm. So, I guess that begs the question, Mavia, are you planning on working this metal? <laughs> and if so, do you know where any forges are in Fermata? No, I don't. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> However... <laughs> I uh I like I like to think that now that there's like a two parts of a whole synergy going on that mm -hmm. there's at least a tangential awareness. So, I Do you want me to roll to see if Lessa <laughs> is going to come to the fore? I suppose that depends, right? Is Mavia attempting to prevent her from doing so? Less so now. Okay, then I suppose that I won't make you roll because it's not an if, it's a how long and how easily. 
that can that you can decide as a character thing. Oh. Okay. Well then. <laughs> Lissa does reemerge. Um mm-hmm. probably after a few more dramatic flexes from maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh the the shadows kind of um back into their their places and Lissa blinks and looks around. <laughs> yeah, uh you find yourself on a relatively isolated street in the riotous city, uh accompanied by Romnet and Leorian. D- is Avin okay? Did we help her? We we did. Uh, she may be the worst for wear, but she uh, is still. We prevented her murder by a remnant spirit of the enchantment. What happened to you, Leorin? You look you look like you uh. Just point at the house. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> There's no broken window. I look at it's the a house perfectly and the back yeah. Leorian. Did you did you have a tumble with someone? <laughs> I uh well the thing about spirits, uh the, the house uh was also uh inspirited and quite spirited and attempted to set me ablaze. Uh did not succeed. And has and has since been despirited. Oh good. Alright. Um And I fell, but not far. So uh very fine. Thank thank you for your concern. I think you jumped. You landed a bit awkwardly, but you did land. It was not really sure. Fun. That's very kind of you. Uh, deep shame. <laughs> you say, trying to not be embarrassed at my calling attention to deep shame crosses <laughs> my face. Yeah. Well, I'm alive, but I am not cool. So, uh, do you? Is that better? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry to hear that. I there, there's something strange about this city and people jumping out of windows um can i help you with a miracle i uh I, i'm not feeling especially furious maybe i should oh, be no 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 no. I, oh no i can't do that anymore never mind oh no of course of course i didn't mean to uh that's that was probably terribly uh, 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 uh well um while we're here and I, I pull out the ingot and kind of shrug and say, do you think I have time to make something of this real fast? I would uh, I would worry somewhat about the forge belching flames or the anvil attempting to stomp us. But uh, as long as we're prepared for that possibility, I see no reason not to pursue. In my experience, that's, um, yeah, you might singe yourself every once in a while, but the tools here don't seem malevolent. Wherever wherever Just, objects are not know. malevolent, I propose we go there. <laughs> yes. I can name at least a handful of bars and a good forge and, well, not this house, but a manor. <laughs> and I start walking off in the direction of the forge. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you had done quite a few episodes ago now uh, something of a survey of uh, smiths and forges in Fermata. Um, and so you are able to 
head off directly to the nearest one that you would care to work at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is relatively short order. You are walking up to uh, a smithy that is um, in the process of being put in order for uh, like closing down uh, for the day. Mm. Uh, but uh, the smith, uh, when he sees you, uh, sort of blinks and uh, just sets down what he's got kind of off to one side and gives you an uncertain little bow and says, My lady, uh, welcome. Hi, sorry. I, I see that you're trying to close up. Um, I was hoping to uh, make use of your facility for an experiment. <laughs> he glances around uh, at his uh, smithy and goes, it's all yours, milady. Thank you. And I hand him a handsome amount of coin. Mm-hmm. He looks at it, looks at you, looks at it, bows again, and then just sort of like backs away, trying to be, uh, trying to be polite, respectful, not hurry. Um, but he sort of doesn't quite pull it off uh and you intuit that he is heading to a bar good man (laughs) uh so i guess i'm just gonna like make sure that romnet and leorian are situated kind of show them around point at the various Mm -hmm. bits and pieces and anvils and Mm-hmm. Uh, b- bellows and everything else and explain to them how it works in rapid fire succession such that they probably don't absorb everything that I'm saying because I'm talking <laughs> I do not pay attention yeah. to it. I know which thing. of the words will rhyme later <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what I would like to do and we can figure mm-hmm. out how to do this because I realized I already made a mistake in not spending some points at the beginning of the session mm-hmm. um, is uh Essentially, I want to take the bloodstone ingot, and mm-hmm. on blacksmith hammers, there's like the blunt end, and then there's mm-hmm. the end that comes to a little bit of a, a point that's not quite a blade. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to make the more pointed end uh, out of bloodstone, because though it's mm-hmm. highly workable, I recall it holding a blade very well. So it could still mm-hmm. be used for its original purpose, but also double as a weapon. So, uh,. To be clear, you are crafting a new hammer here. Not a new hammer. Augmenting Electo. I think. Uh, okay. Yes. I, that's why I was double checking. So you obviously uh, have uh, the domain of the forge, mm-hmm. albeit at zero. Um, but I, I would also like you to roll your knowledge plus student blacksmith at two plus a master die. Okay. Oh, so I got uh, two nines, just flat, and then so with the master die, that'll be three nines. So close to three sixes. I had to double check (laughs) in my half-darkened room where the line was on the nines. So you immediately slot in. You're sort of narrating everything. You after your tour, you sort of narrate what you're doing in between blows. You you know show uh, any particular. audience that may be watching what's going on um 
you know, again, your audience is maybe not as interested as you would be in their position, but, uh, you know, you also get some passersby on their way home, you know, kind of stopping in for a couple minutes to watch, yes. you know, the demigoddess of the forge at her craft with an unfamiliar metal. Um, and your shard for the forge just sort of lets you get in a zone and just know what you you're doing you know even though you've never worked with this metal before it comes naturally to you you have to keep it hot you have to constantly reheat it uh you know rather more than you would uh and and hotter than you would uh for more commonplace metals um and it takes um a lot of working at first, but the more you get it close to the shape you want, the faster the process goes. And by the time you get to where you are starting to put finishing touches on, uh, you are sort of flying, not in terms of speed, but in terms of like uh, kind of an almost like irrepressible grin. You feel very in tune uh, with the material and you almost feel like you can detect excitement and gratitude from Electo. Uh, and in relatively short order, for at least, the, you know, considering what you were, were getting up to here, it doesn't take very long. Uh, you have put the finishing touches on your augmentation to Electo, and she is looking sharp, uh, mostly in the figurative sense, but also kind of in the, you know, literal sense. Uh, the bloodstone worked to this, uh, you know, sort of shape and thinness is sort of a, uh, on the, the continuum of color that, and, and lustrousness that contains both beaten copper and rose gold, but it is redder, uh, darker, not quite sinister, but more dramatic, certainly. Awesome. Um, would I have had any scrap metal remaining from this process? I think I had enough to make a, a sword. Sword? <laughs> well. <laughs> and just totally added a weird pronunciation to that. Don't mind me. I pronounced the W for some reason. It's all ragged. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to jump in there. Drew that. Riecht. Excuse me. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My my English. Um, I will stand by my statement. How modern English of you. Um, <laughs> in any case. Um, so my thought is that this was going to take the whole thing because when... Um, when Feywa was telling you that the small ingot was enough to make a sword, it, she was not talking about a broadsword. She was mm -hmm. talking about a rapier that would have crumpled if it were made out of an iron ore or steel, uh, but because of bloodstone, could be very thin and willowy, but still hold its shape. Uh, I... I'm willing to be convinced on this because I am not at all an expert on metallurgy or blacksmithing. Um, but, you know, my my thought here was that this was enough to make a thing out of. But if you have a specific purpose for a small amount, you know, uh, I'll hear you out. 
realizing how, like once it's heated up how supple it would be i probably would attempt to make i'll say the word knitting needle <laughs> but mm -hmm. about half the length of that um what it would actually be is in like three little spears intended for throwing almost like knives okay little little darts mm -hmm. uh okay um yeah uh they are uh, when finished, a little smaller uh, than you had anticipated starting out, um, but you did kind of get in the zone, mm -hmm. uh, and you made them uh, maybe even a little bit more like flechettes. Uh, they have aerodynamic qualities that you weren't even conceiving of when you started. Uh, that you know, kind of, uh, they they are are smaller than you had envisioned, but perhaps more. Uh, they have more flight characteristics. Uh, worked into their design. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I was uh, envisioning. Um, that works well. So I I would do my best to put everything back just as I found it, if not a little better. Mm -hmm. Maybe I swap a tool here or there for efficiency's sake. <laughs> From your perspective. Uh, you have mostly put everything back exactly where it was with a little bit of a tweak here and a little bit of a tweak there. From the perspective of an objective observer who cared to pay attention, um, you have actually made not just one or two, but a few dozen little tweaks by the time you're done. Um, and it is more efficient, but maybe not extremely courteous. <laughs> so... Uh, were our other two players getting up to anything in particular during the admittedly relatively short interval, uh, for smithing, uh, that Lissa was, was working? I, I don't think I, I was, was awestruck. Mm. Uh, I was also scrutinizing every object in the room <laughs> um, and, and realizing uh especially as i watched her work the materials that i need not be concerned for her safety but nonetheless as i learned the names of unfamiliar objects i couldn't help but picture them being poltergeisted <laughs> yeah uh at the end of this interval you have found no poltergeists good <laughs> agreed well in that case uh in seemingly no time at all to Lissa, uh, you have a new and improved Electo at your belt. You feel invigorated from a good spell at the forge. Your friends seem, you know, uh, relatively uh, high spirits, given all that has happened recently. And you may choose where to go and what to do next. We should possibly report to mobs that another wayward soul, as it were, has been returned completely to the care of the Chancel. Yeah, let's uh, make it brief, though. So, Indeed. you two head off back toward the manifestation. Leorian, uh, I, again, assume that you don't go in, but how are you disposing of yourself while they go? 
I, uh, I got to try out my new material, so I attempt to busk again, and I'm singing of the forge for those who <laughs> missed it. Uh, on the the fires of the forge, did the demi goddess gorge? Liar plucked as fire, sucked the uncouth materials into. I, I I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, it's a work Beautiful. in progress. So, uh, if I could have a command plus perform music seven plus an expert die. Sure. I'm not a poet. Remember, I'm not Dosk. I'm just, uh, just. It's mostly about the melody. Yeah. That with the expert die, that is four fours. All right. Um, you know, you do all right. I'm sorry, ex- expert, not master. I'm sorry. So that is only three fours. Okay. Uh, three fours. Uh, yeah, you you do okay. Uh, people tend to give you as many strange looks as considering or uh flattering ones but uh you get a couple of uh odd bits of what passes for money in fermata um silvery metal and uh worked stone chips and uh do i do i see any timothy's rept or otherwise you see no acolytes in fact none of you have seen an acolyte other than the supersized one since you got here which one was that again you know, the one that came out of the well. That doesn't help. <laughs> Adam wrote. <Rowe, laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if that doesn't help, then I don't think I can help you. <laughs> Man, there's something we called that one. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. You're right, there was something it. you called that one. <laughs> 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 so, uh, while Leorian is working on his new material, <laughs> um, Ramnath, Lissa, you descend once more into the heart of the chancel. Uh, no sign of the stalactite that had imprisoned Avene not that long ago, uh, but uh, you can sort of feel the surprisingly restless presence of Mott sort of suffusing the space. What is your report? That's me asking, not Mott. Mott doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramnet, you're going to take the lead on this one. We, f- we, we found and disposed of, that is to say, we returned unto the chancel, a rogue portion of one of the enchancelment sacrifices, and thought it reasonable to report this to you. We see. This is well done. You have been most industrious. You have your master's thanks. Um, at this point, uh, you, without any sort of announcement, uh, receive one of each miracle point. Uh, so whatever your total is, add one to it. Uh, Ooh, cool. hand, you are given just a small jolt uh, of miraculous energy. Um, Sweet. So in each category? Yeah, so one domain miracle point, one aspect miracle point, one realm miracle point, and one spirit miracle point. That's awesome. Now this is Ooh. added to your supply, not to your permanent, uh, permanent uh, like re- restoration total. Um, I'm flush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've you have yeah. pleased 
the obsidian god lately uh honestly both of you have uh so uh, you are being rewarded for it um mod continues we sense that events are moving rapidly we are unable to see as much as we would like as our primary opponents consolidate their power we need you in the world opposing their every move the deep stirs the desert walks the sun creeps ever higher and the sky moves closer to the earth the the sky is falling Mott doesn't give a specific reply to that question. <laughs> Out of character, Adam, did we present the diplomatic overture already? I do not believe that you have. Okay. Uh, while we were in the God's Woods, we were given an, a conference with Celiand after we had murdered Sacrifice. And we offered her a proposal which may have been a bit above and beyond our ambit, but she seemed amenable to it and offered a means to contact her if you were indeed interested in the plan, namely to allow for an end to the war without any necessary divine victor by destroying the throne. Mm. So... This is a tricky situation for a mortal to be in. And I think that you have probably presented your case as well as you possibly could. What I need now is for you to roll charm plus fascinate. Oh. Thanks to your romantic <laughs> charm. Four dice plus a master die. Oh, isn't it? Wait, are you saying both of us need to roll this? No, only the speaker okay. uh, in this case. I was confused if by you, you too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that was T-O. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry. Not comma T-O-O. T-W-O. Yeah. yeah. So I got a pair of nines, which with a master die becomes three right. nines. Mott is silent for a moment, though... There is no physical form or even visual stimulus. You nevertheless get the sense of pacing and thought from Mott's silence. When Mott speaks again, they say, The Lady of Beauty is strong. It has been eons. Since last we held conference, 
She keeps secrets. Yes. She ordered sacrifice to murder our traveling companion and presumably to murder us as well. This does not surprise. The object that you were granted. Hurl it into our well, and should we have need of it, we will activate it. But no, we will do so only at great need or from a position of great strength. If you wish for this rather fanciful outcome, work to strengthen our position so that we may face Lady Celia and from an advantage. Anyone, anything that wishes to confer with her should do so with care, and you would be well advised to take this. Absolutely. It is interestingly... Truth was an accommodating sort. It's interesting that, that when considering meeting with or conferring with Celiand is probably the most cogently human you've ever gotten from Mott in conversation. Hmm. Is there a power you would suggest we work against to strengthen you. You get the feeling of a sort of predatory grin, even though, again, there's no expression to behold. When Mott speaks, our most ancient enemy is the deep. But The most powerful opponents we now face seem to be Sirtha and Ventis, Celiand. I have also heard tell of an alliance to the east. For what is his worth, I believe that. Ventis in the subdivided part we accompanied for a time would also be amenable to an unmaking of the throne. Uh huh. She seems this... nice. <laughs> <laughs> this information is useful. Perhaps the single best thing you could do to strengthen our position in relation to our peers is to bring to heal the wayward shard that was stolen in Therat. Hurl Dosk into our well, and we shall be as powerful as ever we have been. So, Theret, then? 
So Sirpa. <laughs> As we have two very different reactions to this. Oh. Mott thinks for a moment and then says Your discretion the two of you in particular have succeeded as much as the traitor failed. I have given you information that you can use. Prove yourselves, and I will see that you share in my power and glory, and that I take your counsel upon the resolution of this war. Thank you for considering it. Do not take my favor for granted, and all shall be well. You have earned this. I shrug at Romnut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will respond to that. So I guess the main question is, do we pitch the Celia and Boone into the well as requested? Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it in Leorian's possession? Did I miss it being? There were two. There were two boons. Oh yeah, that's right. One. Okay. One was bound for here, oh, and one was dark. bound for oh. us. Right. I yeah. I guess we 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 eat it in. Yep. Uh, it is swallowed almost instantly by the dark of the well without a sound. Mott. pretty clearly dismisses you with a continue to please me and you shall be thankful that you have. That was polite. Yeah. This is definitely the uh, most personable that we've seen him. I'm assuming this is out of character since we're still in the goddamn well. No, my comment was definitely in character. <laughs> okay. I'll nod and sort of gesture with my head toward the stairs. I awkwardly just wave at the well, not quite sure what the proper uh, <laughs> bye <laughs> um, is in this situation, then head towards the stairs. And you ascend. Leorian, uh, they are gone for something of an interval. Uh, do you do anything in particular with that time other than continue your busking? I busk for a while. My perfect timing perhaps betrays me, for even though I can't hear the conversation below at the moment that certain words like traitor escape the well i hit sour notes uh this disturbs me uh the verse has become more tortured than ever i'm saying the the soul of the blacksmith makes whole what or lacks with a swing and a strike like the wing of the shrike <laughs> swift and true and then i give it up mm -hmm. uh, i put away my loot uh right as and... you give it up you hear like very enthusiastic applause coming from the door behind you with some uh, bellowing whoops and hollers. 
<laughs> I managed to make an entire audience's worth of sound. I uh, I am honored and relieved and also a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leorian. Indeed, I am, in short, Leorian. Uh, so, uh, uh, my, my, my queen of the forge, uh, that went, that went well, I take it, by your enthusiasm. Your enthusiasm could not be a result of my, uh, <laughs> my intuning, I'm afraid. Uh, well, no, that was exclusively the source of Why my would enthusiasm. <laughs> you don't swing like a shrike at all. That's just, it's a tortured rhyme. It's much more like a greater bird. I, I'll, I'll work on it. I, I can't say I know what a shrike is, but I just assumed it was a compliment. It is. It is. They're graceful, but they're they're uh, they're they're not mighty. Like uh, like anyway. Uh, this is not the most important or pertinent thing. Uh, <laughs> they are. So they uh, actually yes, pin murder bird. mice and bugs and things to barbed wire fences and our general. That that was in oh. fact. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not knowledge. Lissa necessarily has. Yeah, you, you summon the bird nerd, uh, Robin, not Lissa or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like something that would come to me Somewhere, from my Somewhere, you suddenly have a profound understanding of how badass shrikes are. <laughs> Perhaps uh, I was more right than I knew. Inspiration, truly, taken from watching you at work. I, I uh, have the good graces to blush. In the way that uh, someone who frequently weaponizes the blushing blushes. <laughs> I answer your blushing with blushing times two. <laughs> In short Blushy order, Simo. both of you have passed out and Robin has to carry no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And It sounds I about right. If, yeah, yeah. At least one of them has a nosebleed. If this was Disco Elysium, I would have died right, twice right, of yeah. just social circumstances. My money is on the Orion for the nosebleed. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, you're practicing this. is a, this. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah, this, this, is, this once again threatens to become an anime. Um, yeah, Leorian turns into an anime character. Lissa kind of ends up going home with somebody she didn't expect to, but it's kind of fine. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, someone across the... Uh... Of the road has seen this entire exchange. Yeah. Anyway, so reunited on the steps outside the manifestation, getting each other up to speed a little bit, discussing shrikes. Uh, actually, I made some rolls for some people. What? <laughs> Where are we headed next? Um. Well, I would suggest that I would relay what was discussed with Leorian and suggest that we either uh, consult Dosk and bring him up to speed on everything that happened and or we make our way, we, de we determine whether or not to address the Deep or Sirtha. And I would push strongly for well, I think checking out Therit. Why would we be checking um, out Ferret? I just it, there was sirens there. I remember there being sirens, and I just want to make sure that everyone everything's okay uh, in our aftermath. Well, 
This seems like a sensible sympathy roll to see if you're lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> I mean, just because, you know, it was suggested that perhaps we go after the shard that was stolen from Therat. Oh. No, I I know that that shard was not in Therat and was using that as an excuse. So, so yeah, that was three nines for what that's worth. I mean, I think you you get the information in character. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, so there is a discussion going on about where your next broader destination might be. Theret has been nominated, presumably, if Dosk is to be looped in, Boar is on the table. Yeah, I, I, I put that in... I think Thor is the most... By, uh, by way of saying, you know, if if we were to appraise, uh, I, I speak not his name here, uh, of what's happening, perhaps deliver the... Um, I, I speak not of what I carry. This may help me to keep up with you. Uh, uh, good and smoky, sir. Um, uh, Mistress of the Forge. Uh, Indeed. Etc. Et and in the immediate term, are we going anywhere within Fermata or heading to its exit, either while we have this discussion or at its conclusion? I imagine heading towards the exit once we've decided on Boar. All right. Yeah. So as you are walking, you spend a lot of the uh, transit from the manifestation to the gate, walking along the canals, and... Romnet, you see Leorian distractedly looking at the canals rather frequently, and this causes you to tune in on them a little bit more closely, whereupon you notice the water level is up. That's literally never happened before. It's about three staircase steps down into the other side of Fermata, higher than it used to be. Venice is sinking. Assuming that was out loud. What's Venice? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like a cool place. I don't know. I, I can't imagine what possessed me to say that. Venice. Uh, I have a gondolier on my uh, t-shirt <laughs> by sheer coincidence. <laughs> nice. Handsome shirt. It's probably impossible to see because it's very, very small print, but... Uh, Inside the gondola, it says New Orleans, and then on the gondola, it says, we're not going anywhere else. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. I notice you looking at what I'm looking at. This is thrilling to me, and I inquire as to what you're seeing that I might not be. The water level is higher. I mean, could that have anything to do with the way that we're now in an actual place? Like, with the gates leading out to the world as they normally do? I don't know. This has never mm. happened before. At least that I am aware. Let me also look up a roll here real quick. Um, Romnet. Knowledge plus lore. Six dice. Okay. Two. That's the opposite of the hunger stones being exposed. 
Uh, Parasevens. Okay. You, in trying to figure this out, are thinking back to before this was Fermata, which is always a little hard. It's tricky. Sort of a palimpsest relationship between the two of them. You don't really remember the water level in the canals in Semarin changing that much. You know, a little bit more than they have in Fermata, but infrequently and by less. Can I perform a lesser divination of tempo to see how quickly they're like, are they still rising mm-hmm. and at what speed? So the lesser divination of tempo, you figure out that the rise in water level started sometime while you guys were in the God's Woods, you think, and is going slowly enough that it is not super noticeable, but in the same way that, like, the vines that are currently climbing my porch that I hack down every time I get in the yard, right, grow quickly, but not fast enough that you can see it if you stare at it. What's Venice? What's Kudzu? Um... (laughs) I believe this stuff is called Smilex, like the gas the Joker used in the... <laughs> 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 just as funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Tim Burton movie. <laughs> I can, Yes, I mean, I convey this information that the, the rise was recent and it is slow, but apparently steady. Hmm. Is this something we should be concerned about? Are there divinations for do- for Realm, uh, yes. Realm in the same way that there, there are, are. divinations for Realm, yes. Oh. Someone else okay. should do that. Because I have I a have ton of uh, Realm miracle points, actually, that I should probably, like, they were going to be right of the last trump if they were not used here. Mm-hmm. I have eight, in fact. <laughs> um... This is the rainy day. Yeah, this is definitely the rainy day to spend these. So I want to do a major divination because that would be like asking specific questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that would require me to spend three. If I look at it with a sight, do I see any sort of octortos or something that would require penetration? Nope. Okay. Doesn't seem like it would require penetration. Um, So what is the question that you are asking? What is the question that I should ask? I ask my party members, <laughs> having uh, put this miracle in the chamber, so to speak. Why is the water rising? Will it stop when it hits the street? Like there, there are a variety there, the, of things. Want to get enough? Like if we ask why the water, I guess why the water is rising would be the obvious place to start. I just don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we have to ask multiple questions. I can't help but think that the correct question is who made the water start rising, but I also can't help but think that the answer would be something correct but unhelpful like us. So the question I ask is why is 
the canal water rising. The, uh, I think this might be our first major divination of realm the whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And you are a little surprised that the uh, voice you you get an like internal in your head voice answering your question verbally, and you recognize the voice as belonging to the uh, the the acolyte that crawled out of the well. Which one is uh, that? Same. Same acolyte, the the one that's like nine and a half feet tall, you know? Rep Timothy, Rep Timothy. yeah. That's right, that's right. Wasn't ringing a bell till till you mentioned the name. Yeah. And so that somewhat more resonant version of the, you know, very sort of gentle, mid-tone speech uh, of the acolytes to which you have become accustomed before, uh, you hear the answer... The water in the canals is rising due to a pact made in the Cyanmere between the exiles and a power of the deep. Huh. The Light Lord. Okay. Um. Are they still in the Cyanmere? Are you using another... <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> I just asked this out loud, trying to, you know, press my luck and see if the fates would let me slip in a second question. They do not. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so, the white word? The, what was the exact phrasing used again? The exiled? I can only assume yeah, the- is... The light war. The exiles and a power of the deep mm-hmm. and a pact in the Siamir. There can't be too many exiles. People, I believe, uh, are generally not allowed to leave here. Several mentioned it as they were hearing my music. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it had nothing to do with your music. That I guess that changes <laughs> our uh, trajectory <laughs> to just outside the gates. Yep. A worthy detour, if ever there was one. Mm-hmm. Not even that much of a detour was on your way anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so A worthy stopping where, where we're already walking, if ever I've heard one. I'm going to run in for a Coke. You guys want anything? <laughs> yeah. We're just uh, adding a stop to the route we already plugged into the GPS. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, this point in the conversation comes as you enter the plaza with its upsetting statue. Uh, with featuring visages of distressing consumption, uh, as I believe uh, it was a fantastic phrase. Um, Great phrase. I probably gag a little bit at the sight of it, <laughs> and then walk briskly by, averting my gaze. You gag a little bit, and as you're walking briskly by, your stomach rumbles a little. A bit peckish. <laughs> Accountably so. <laughs> <laughs> um so we leave i guess <laughs> you approach the gates you open them as conventional gates and they lead outside although there is of course kind of a membrane of darkness you must pass through I'm going to assume, unless somebody tells me otherwise, that Lissa is the first one through the gates. Mm-hmm. And so you are the first one, although only by a moment, to see 
that uh, indeed the light word are present. They are just outside the gates. There was sort of a little four gate community uh, here outside of Semarin back in the day. Uh, you saw it when last you came this way, abandoned, starting to get overgrown, uh, worse for wear. Wooden walkways, dirt paths, stilt houses, tree houses, houses on the rare bit of fully dry land, some shops, some sort of other business spaces, a lot of little tiny piers and tie-offs and things. Uh, spreading out a ways uh, into the cyan mirror with these massive, massive trees towering over all of it uh, and sort of in the hazy distance of what turns out to be around mid-morning uh, in the outside world, uh, you can you know kind of get the suggestion that there is an ocean in that direction ahead of you. But now there are a light word. They have sort of hermit-crabbed into this settlement. The second thing that you notice, just a fraction of a second after taking all of this in, is that it is windy. Wind is coming from your left, which if I have my head on straight is going to be the south, roughly, uh, and whipping past you. It's not threatening to knock you over, but it is sort of like snapping the looser bits of your clothes as you stand in it. And it's not gusting. It's pretty uh, steady. A little bit of you know, uh, kind of faster and then less fast, but within a fairly narrow band uh, as it goes. Anything miraculous to this wind when I use the sight? Well, it isn't the result of a miracle. It is, in fact, the body of a nobilis, one that you recognize. Rimalus is here. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, I'm immediately maybe. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get enough. Yeah. doesn't get yeah. a choice in this. <laughs> the 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 shadows just kind of burst forth, uh, from you, and there stands Mavia, um, reflexively allowing some of her tendrils to sort of snap and uh, undulate in the wind. Um, as the other two of you emerge, you see all of this. There are like. The area is wooded enough and the trees are big enough that there is sort of like, you know, a muted whooshing of trees in the wind, but there's not like a lot of foliage like, you know, being torn up or damaged and they're sheltering the water and the houses uh, at least a little bit. There are sort of like very, very small like white caps in the watery areas of the cyan mirror that you can see, but you know, these aren't big enough bodies of water to build up like real swells. Um, and people are going about their business. The Lightword are a community of a couple hundred people uh, and they seem to be doing morning chores. No one seems to have taken particular notice of you just yet. Uh, but, uh, as, uh, the presence of Mavia indicates, it will not take a lot of sleuthing to realize that you are standing more or less within the body of Rimalus. Hello, Rimalus. The wind sort of hitches upward, downward, and then, you know, kind of resumes, uh, and 
the three of you hear a voice that booms as if from a great distance, which seems like it's probably the Rimalus version of a speaking voice, like a conversational uh, tone. Uh, and uh, Rimalus uh, says, Ah, furious one. I hoped to see you again. It has been too long. Have you been on any good voyages since our last meeting? I would hear of them. I've been on many. And I do a ghost miracle. Um, kind of mimicking the, the journey through the gods woods and the journey to Laurentin and all of my travels since probably even back to Theret. Mm -hmm. You um, sort of uh, basically put on a little bit of like a shadow puppet show, puppet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with show my, with my your generals. command of darkness. Yeah, uh, you know, narrating verbally very minimally. <laughs> Uh, you know, through all of this, but you feel as though you have uh, Rimalus's rapt attention. Um, Romnet, Leorian, anything in particular that you're doing, having emerged into this odd scene just in time to see Mavia erupt from Wissa? It would be plain uh, on my face that I have no context for what I'm seeing. <laughs> Are there introductions to be made, Mavia? <laughs> Yes, this is a, a friend that has helped me on a voyage in the past. Um. <laughs> and I obviously introduced uh, Rymalus by name mm -hmm. at this point. And by a state? Yes. Monobilis of Voyages, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember if I was ever given a title, as there is just a, a lot of um, chaos occurring. Yeah. Yeah, you to to use uh, a parlance that I am somewhat embarrassed to know. Uh, Rimalus did not release his power level in your presence. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as though sort of confirming and seconding your account and your introduction. Uh, the wind does its own version of sort of a polite nod, uh, and Rimalus says, Master of rage, furious traversal, more powerful than despair. What a time we had, furious queen. The best of times, I say with a furious grin that threatens to swallow my entire face. <laughs> <laughs> At the recitation of the invention of metal, uh, all of the hairs on my body stand on end. Uh, I, I whip out my lute and I begin furiously, and I say, "In honor, a pleasure, a privilege to meet you, my lord." <laughs> and pleasure indeed. Primalus uh, replies, "It is an." Honor to make the acquaintance of two more of my noble brethren. Who might you be? Maybe uh, not having had the graces to give you the introductions, have yep. just done. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the Vcount of Tempo. Uh, you may call me uh, Leorian or whatever please you, my my most uh, uh, torrentous uh, uh, lord. I, I'm Romnut, prophet of the Obsidian God. Also murder and sacrifice. What a company. Compared to the last time that you had contact with Rymalus, uh, maybe, uh, like, he was pretty pleasant by your standards uh you know for for your speed this strikes you as like downright giddy for him it's adorable can be it's a, it's, it looks good yeah it's a it's a good look by this point the light word have noticed the three of you uh and a couple of people that you kind of sort of recognize as being from around Fermata or like walk in your direction when a door bangs open and Kea comes sprinting down the walkway in your direction. Uh, she is small and like listing in the wind, but does not seem to pay it any mind. <laughs> Expression on her face? Uh, seems like a uh, excited, if somewhat anxious one. Uh, as she approaches, uh, she, you know, at, what with the wind noise and everything, she has to get fairly close before she, she yells, uh, lady, and uh, jumps. As she is, as she is approaching, I will sotto voce relative to the <laughs> wind, uh, suggest that perhaps you accommodate your other half in this. <laughs> nodding toward Kea. <laughs> uh, by the time you do that, Kea is already airborne. She leaps the last six feet <gasps> in like a f dead sprint, full-bodied leap toward Mavia, arms outstretched. Oh, gosh! Uh, <laughs> is, she, is, is she expecting me to catch her? Is she expecting me to catch her? Either I that or I slow her motion through the air so that if there is to be an impact, it will be less of one. <laughs> She's she's sailing towards you, armed outstretched. That's all you got. <laughs> uh, um, I I reflexively ensnare her in a tendril. <laughs> uh, she uh is sort of caught, you know, like a like what a like you catch a ground ball, you know, like with a movement with it, uh, and comes to a stop maybe a little less than a foot uh you know from you sort of wound up in in shadow tendrils uh and she sort of chuckles uh and says well, isn't this cozy milady it's so good to see you i'm glad you're well i wasn't sure when we left the city that i'd see you again but here you are and she sort of like wraps one arm casually around one of the shadow tendrils uh and doesn't quite like nuzzle her cheek into it, but sort of like does lean her head a little bit toward it. I tilt my head at her. It seems that we've fixed the problem that has made you afraid of the dark. Oh, you found the spot. Yeah. Leorian well, also wonderful. flew through the window. Oh. She 
turns still held aloft by uh shadow tendrils uh and first to romnet realizes it's romnet and that she knows who you are turns then kind of the other way uh as well as she can toward leorian and says well i do hope you're all right sir it wasn't a very fun experience for me no, I was. I mean, could could have been worse, you know. I've uh, I've had worse landings. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Um, you also. I was gonna say, uh, Leora, and you will notice that there is a floating ball of light, uh, just behind uh Kea's shoulder at pretty much all times. Mm-hmm. We discovered that there was a, another force within the city, working against the Obsidian God that led to. The light words expulsion from the city, seemingly but not actually upon my orders. Oh. The fall from the window was nothing compared compared to the that. fear of darkness. I've never felt a fear of darkness like that. I've never felt the fear of anything quite like that. I can only imagine what it must have been like to live with it. A yeah, tendril sort of like... casually attempts to rest on your shoulder, but most likely just bounces off your octor toss. <laughs> yeah. It sort of like hits, slides a little bit, and then like pulls back. Uh, With the, like the high-pitched screech of something like sliding yeah, down glass. glass. <laughs> uh, Kea has gotten a little more comfortable in her sort of like, you know, uh, nest of uh, shadow tendrils and has sort of like rotated and is like hanging on to one that's kind of like near her shoulder to sort of like give her the leverage to like move around and has faced uh, Leorian a little bit more squarely and says oh I fear is nothing to nothing to underplay I'm I'm glad you made it through and at least there won't be any more of us I suppose it's honestly not been that bad since we got out uh, we were worried for a while the Scionmere's not too hospitable, but, well, I hope you... I understand you've made a deal. I hope you won't be angry, but... Aye, we did. Uh... And she gestures at the wind. The, the whirlwind was kind enough to help us with the water, getting it fresh enough for us to drink and use to procure some food, driving some of the wildlife and plant life our way, helping us to raise dry land. Honestly, if the obsidian god want to try to run us off, I think we could be pretty comfortable here. It's still not exactly pleasant for most of us at night, but well, we can provide our own light out here. There's wood aplenty and it travels so much farther (laughs) than it does in Fermata. Um, But well, we make do, and and we're thankful to to the whirlwind for for his help, aren't we? And uh, Rymalus goes, "Your offerings are quite satisfactory, and my master is happy to help." Uh, though the wind does not relocate or uh, change speed or direction or anything, you get the sense that Rymalus is addressing Mavia quite directly now and says I did not realize any of these unfortunates were your pets they are adorable though and I enjoy their company and uh, Kea blinks a couple times and then kind of goes well I suppose I don't mind the sound of that and kind of like (laughs) 
looks down a little bit uh, <laughs> and and kind of glances at Navia out of the corner of her eye. Would it be possible, Ramulus, for you to direct the water from the outflow here to somewhere other than the chancel? He is silent for a moment and says, I did not think that mere water would pass the barrier so easily. But, yes, I... I should be able to adjust. I appreciate and that. And your you. discretion as well. Well, I promise as much discretion as I can manage, but oftentimes discretion with our imperators is not the fate of us nobilis, is it? No, particularly when ours are so historically I, I heard about the events at Theret. I was not present myself. I was on a voyage. You can hear the smile. <laughs> <laughs> As I imagine. But, well, my lord was not especially pleased, despite the gain in territory. However, Furious Queen, I hear that you were glorious. Indeed I was. You could say that. <laughs> uh, a a uh, nearby uh, sort of like plume of water kind of like gets caught in the wind and uh, a couple drops of brackish uh, water splat into the side of only Mavia's face. <laughs> <laughs> You think this is a gesture of affection akin to a pat on the shoulder, but it could be somewhat more intimate than that. You're not sure. (laughs) 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 I, uh, there is a rigidity to my posture, but I (laughs) accept the the gesture. (laughs) Rimalos, what are your thoughts on the Grand War? Well, that's a fascinating question. Um, while this conversation is going on, Kea has managed to sort of like uh, work her way along a couple of the tendrils <laughs> so that she is kind of seated on two of them, sort of partway underneath one of Mavia's arms <laughs> um, and, and seems to be sort of snuggling in. Um, I... And Rymalus... They uh, change into the the vague shape of a tire swing. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Cozy. Yeah. Uh, Rymalus continues and says, I do not love conflict for its own sake. As appealing as a certain amount of chaos is, I'm a traveler. So the war has given me purpose, reason, cause to travel about quite a bit, meet interesting and alluring people, but not often to associate with them as I would wish. 
I have. I suppose you could say I am ambivalent. I have met a traveler, a second, of course, to you, and the duration and scale of their journeys. But they are a god, a walking desert. I think you would very much enjoy hearing their tales, and they are more neutral when it comes to the conflict, and yet still have plenty of purpose, even without a a chancel or even nobilis of their own. Further, there begins to be a faction largely, but not entirely, populated by nobilis rather than imperators. We seek to convince our imperators, obviously. A fascinating but dangerous game. To end the war. To end the war by destroying the object of it. Doesn't danger oh. make the voyage more appealing? It can, oh furious one, it can. I am intrigued by this possibility. But I do not think that it will hold much sway with my master. And as I said, it is a very dangerous ploy. Imperators are unlikely to look kindly upon even the most well-intentioned scheming between their nobilis. This level of fraternization is possible currently because my assignment is to aid the lightward. And no more. But I can guarantee you that Dagun did not send me here altruistically. Oh, of course not. I am perched at the very gate of the chancel, waiting for an opportunity, I assume. And should the order come, I will not have the power to say no. What if you could have the power? This seems like a pipe dream, but go on. No imperator acts selflessly, this much is true. But if the verse that you quoted is any indication, you know that among ourselves we can understand each other's nature in a way that our masters couldn't. Unless, of course, there were one of them who really fundamentally is, was, is one of us. And you know of them. Their songs reached us. You risk much, and would ask me to risk much. But you also make a compelling case. Stay here. Enjoy the hospitality I am able to provide through the light word. We will speak more of this once I've had some time to think. We should be able to offer transit if you wish to consult with that whom 
maybe I had alluded to. I suspect also that the Lightwood could be brought along. So you could continue your assignment while you consider. Uh, the wind does the equivalent of a sort of uh, disappointed shake of the head. And Ramalu says, The latitude I have to act is granted to me so long as I stay outside the gates of Fermata. I and the light word must remain here if I am to have any freedom to consider. Very well. Let us make much of your hospitality. I would have it no other way, O furious one. And at that moment, uh, simultaneously, the three of you become aware of heavy footfalls approaching uh, along the planking, and you see Thad. Uh, (laughs) Unlit lantern at his belt, big smile on his face, walking up with a big wave. And that's where session. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say, and that's when I quit. (laughs) (laughs) He was supposed to be with Varric. (laughs) Please proceed. I am done with my tantrum. He's waving, he's walking up, and, uh, you know, uh, he says, Oh, great. You found him, Kaya. Awesome. Word just came down. We're supposed to show you to the inn we're putting together. It's not, like, done yet or anything, but I think you're going to like it. We're super proud of how this place is coming along. Uh, Varric? Already making some ale. How cool is that? Well, that answers um, a few of my questions. <laughs> and not in the way you wanted them answered. Not in the way, way that I wanted them answered. <laughs> Though I do tilt and... my head at the name of Varric. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, exactly conjure a specific image, but it sort of echoes in your mind a little bit. Uh, and unless there is, uh, an inclination to do otherwise, I would assume that, uh, you allow, uh, Thad and, and sort of a secondary Kea to, to lead you all to what hospitality, uh, the Cyan Mirror settlement here has to offer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Though I yep. probably do, I probably in this... <laughs> In the same way that I was just splashed, caressed with water, <laughs> uh, I probably I I'm going to do a ghost miracle of darkness and kind of throw some darkness into mm. the whipping torrents of Ramalus to watch mm-hmm. it flow around. With the same sort of glee that a kid might put a marble in one of those marble mazes just to watch it go through the path. <laughs> yeah, there were those little like colored oil and water uh, things at like children's museums that you could sort of like sh- get like a whirlpool going in. It's a little like that. Uh, not the the proportion of darkness to whirling air is relatively low, but it kind of has the same feel to it. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, Rymalus. Uh, chuckles warmly 
um, and you are led into uh, a inn that is rapidly being refurbished. Uh, you know, from this this old uh, kind of thing, um, and uh, you know, that's as good a place as any to end this session, I think. Um, so. Thank you to everybody uh, for playing, for listening. Everybody can have one mortal experience point. Uh, and, uh, you know, if there's anything you particularly want to, like, register for next time here so that we kind of have it on record, uh, I don't, don't mind taking a second for that. But uh... I'll note only that uh, seeing these intimate gestures between Mavia and Ramalus, I I have the certain knowledge that I'm seeing something I shouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> and that I don't understand. This unknowable flirting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems certainly something that should be kept unknown to Maud. Uh, quite possibly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. fraternizing among demigods, indeed. Yeah. That'll conclude this session of Dice Punks. Thanks for joining us. I hope everybody had a great time. I know I did, especially when I got to use my growly voice to uh, try and butter up Mavia as Rhymalus. That was very amusing. Uh, if you want to hear more of that kind of thing, you can tune in to the Dice Peaks, our after show available uh, to uh, patrons at the uh, $5 level or higher. Just getting a little bit of a pitch in there. So if you want to visit us at uh, patreon.com slash dice punks uh, you'd also get access to a patreon discord and uh, you know if we you know uh, pick up a little bit of steam we might have cause for some polls here and there uh, that you get to uh, participate in um, thanks to our current patrons uh, who have bought uh, two systems for us already and uh, are going to be buying some uh, updated equipment for us uh, relatively soon uh, you're amazing so, yeah, we really appreciate, we appreciate those folks. We also wise. really appreciate the people who just listen to us. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you're here. It's not too much to ask. Uh, you can rate and review us kind of wherever you happen to listen to us. Uh, that's always helpful. Um, Connect and, with us. Uh, we won't splash you yeah. with water. We definitely we won't. Unless you want us to, and we can finagle it. Whatever. And also, and you know, or, or just share us with a friend or, yeah. or or an enemy. Yeah, if you if you've got someone you think would like us. Show them to the RSS. Show them to our your favorite platform. Show them to dicepunks.com or Twitter at dicepunks. Um, you know, little. And on second thought, don't show us to enemies. They don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, but you know, unless you have high quality, that's enemies. true. That's true. Mm -hmm. As one, I would hope we all do. But yeah. no, sadly, I I aspire to a better quality of enemies than I have. I think. Um, but yeah, sign of the times. Thanks for for sticking around through a little bit more. Uh, you know, sort of pitching and self-promotion than we usually put here but with all of that i think we are last ready to say farewell so say goodbye to the kind folks at home players thanks so much for listening and when you find a fellow spirit embrace them even if they're literally the wind <laughs> and thanks for listening and dear listener i still ship wreck it <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. And if you find yourself in difficult employment, try to use it. <laughs> You're here. And I'm going to try something a little bit different here. See if you can pick it out. As the poet once said, 
Like roots into the ocean, the wellspring is nailed to a chain, a lost and binding dream, carving a reckless control. Thank you for tuning in, dear listeners, and stick around through the admin stuff for a very determined Romnet murder. The songs in this episode, Theme of the Dice Punks, and its acoustic version were written and recorded by the Viscount of Tempo and his element, Drew. Cover artist by Joanne has appeared on the podcast now and again. Check out her work around the internet where she goes by anything so's. Site design and graphics for DicePunks.com are by Robin, the player behind Mavia, the nobilis of darkness, fury, and sacrifice. Rain and the one roll engine it runs on were created by Greg Stoltze, whose work can be found in a lot of cool places, but I'll point you toward GregStoltze.com. Nobilis was created by Jenna Katerin Moran and can be found alongside much of her other really intriguing work, both in and outside of tabletop role-playing, at a far and sunless land.wordpress.com. Links to both systems and authors can be found on the Punk Grimoire section of our website, dicepunks.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, that's reward enough on its own, but if you're so inclined, you can help us out by rating and reviewing us wherever you listen to us, telling your friends who you think would like us to give us a listen, and even by heading over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dicepunks. We have fun rewards available to our backers, including a patron-only Discord and access to the Dice Peaks after show for episodes one and following. Regardless, we hope you'll tune in again, and until then, remember, subtlety is for cowards. of a murder. Legally, at least in most places, with a code of sorts that particularly sets out elements for a crime called murder. It is generally found to be the intentional killing of a human being by the guilty party without excuse or justification. There's a great deal of debate, usually in legal proceedings related to murder, about what each of those elements entail and what the viable excuses and justifications may be, but those vary so wildly between jurisdictions that we can safely ignore them for universal definitional purposes. The legal proceedings related to murder are just at the edges of my purview, and are not of much concern to me. After all, non-humans are quite capable of murder. Houses and pens, in evidence. Murder, though, extends well beyond the killing of mere humans. You can murder a nobilis, a concept, a meal, a piece of legislation. It need not be a person or human, to the degree that those are distinct where you live. I have not yet tried it, but multiple languages call a sufficiency of crows a murder. There could be something there. Centrally, then, to have a murder, you need death and intent. Now I need to find a way to murder a 